Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Ambets Radio. At Ambets Radio, we're dedicated to providing the who, what, where, when, and why of everything Ambets nationwide. For over 50 shows now, Ambets Radio not only educates, but tries to inspire all veterans serving veterans with interviews that are not only thought-provoking, but through humor, decades of wisdom, lots of great stories, and of course, information about Ambets. It's our goal at Ambets Radio that after hearing this show, you'll walk away different than you arrived. We thank you for taking the time to listen to Ambets Radio. And for more information, including upcoming shows or previous ones, visit ambetsradio.com. Now sit back and relax, buckle up and get ready, because the Ambets Radio train is about to leave the station. We will now take a moment in silence. We dedicate Ambet's radio show number 77 to two men tonight. One, Joe Dobler, who is the executive director for Ambet's Post One, and Mel Hunt, who was the Honor Guard rifleman and longtime member of Ambet's Post 56. One of the things we like to do 
short notice or not is when we honor someone who has not only served this wonderful country, but has also served AMVETS. We like to bring somebody on who was is familiar with these people. And uh, tonight we have the past Suns National Commander, Mr. Harold Collins, who will speak on behalf of Joe Dobler. Harold, how you doing, sir? I'm doing, doing pretty good. Well, I uh, want to thank you for uh, taking the time to uh, to honor Joe. You knew him. Uh, we will now dedicate however many minutes necessary for you to talk about him for those that knew him and um, also to uh, introduce those who did not know him. Well, I'd like to thank you for doing this segment uh, tonight. Um, it's um Thank you for having me on to uh, speak a little bit about Joe. My pleasure, sir. So tell us about Joe. Well, uh, go tell you a little bit about uh, Joe has been a member of the AMVETS organization for over 64 years. Mm. And, and that, that's a long time. That's, that's a, that's yes. a, he, he lived and breathed AMVETS. Um, Joe's held many different offices, you know, over the years. He's held um, many posts and state offices. He's a um, past uh, AMVETS post two commander. As well, he was the recent, the, the current commander of uh, Post 1 as well. He's held several different department officers. Just to name a few, he's a past department of Kentucky AMVETS commander. He's the AMVETS, was the AMVETS newspaper editor. The wow. Department of Kentucky Convention Corporation president. The Department of Kentucky AMVETS Executive Director and has held many other offices throughout you know, through the state. Um, Joe has sat on several committees and boards over the years for the Department of Kentucky of Veterans Affairs. Um, I know. I would not be where I'm at today in the AMBETS organization if it wasn't for Joe. Mm. He has been, he's been a manor, mentor, a friend, and my motivation for being the best I could be. Mm. He's like, at he's this always been moment. like a father to me. At this and, very and, moment, and Harold, as of many others. Mm-hmm. one of the things which I would like to do, I, I can hear in your voice how hurt you are over this. And I would like to take a moment, please, that we can pray, because I know you're not the only one that's hurting. And mm-hmm. I find that times like this, prayer is about the only thing that can carry us through. 
Father God, I thank you so much for this show. I thank you for this opportunity to come before you. Father, I feel the pain and the hurt right now for this loss and ask that you would not only give Harold the right words, but the comfort that he needs to um, to fill a place that can probably never be filled again. But I, I just thank you for Joe's life, and I thank you for all that he has done to be such a, a part of Ambet's. And uh, I just ask that as we continue discussing him and, and as well as uh, uh, bring other people on uh, to discuss that um, they will be comforted uh, with not only your love, but um, with the idea that his memory will not only live on, but that you will bring someone in his place to, uh, to help fill in the gap. I just thank you so much, and I love you, and I ask these things in Christ's name. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. I'm sorry, Harold. Go ahead, brother. Um, I mean, I I don't kind of lost for words a little bit. Um, I mean, he was so instrumental in in so many people's um, lives and um, in their paths of of offices that they've uh, carried over the years and, and the guidance that, uh, um, that he's gave them and shared with them. Um, we've re- recently had a, uh, a, uh, appreciation dinner for Joe a few months back. And, uh, I was honored to MC that and actually, uh, speak on Joe's, about Joe at the uh, at the dinner, and um, mm. one of the things I had in there was uh, Wayne Randall, a past department commander, would always refer to Joe, refer as Joe as Mister Ambet, mm. and uh, Joe and Wayne was real good buddies, and they probably only disagreed on one thing was what branch of service was better, the Marine Corps or the Army. (laughs) So they, they, (laughs) Wayne was a, um, Army first sergeant and he, he was, he lived and breathed the, uh, the military, you know, and, and, and Joe was always that stern, um, Marine, you know, had that persona, um, and uh, but uh, they were good buddies. I know it hurt Joe tremendously when Wayne passed, and uh, and I know he's up there with uh, Joe's up there with Wayne now, and um, with other friends of his that he's lost over the years, and and they're they're probably I'm hoping that they're up there having a good time. You know, uh, I know that. Uh, Wayne also come up with presenting Joe with the uh, Kentucky Ambet's Godfather Award that hangs in Joe's office today, still today. So, and um, someone asked what what would what it takes to be Mr. Ambet or the Godfather of Ambet. What it takes someone to <clears throat> is it, <clears throat> great leadership, their wisdom, their honesty, 
their knowledge, having people's total trust, being respected by one's peers, the willingness to teach, taking time to teach, helping others find their strength, being there for guidance when one needs it, being a straight shooter, letting people know where they stand, and no sugarcoating. And all I can say mm. is that is Joe Dover. Carol, I'd like to bring on right my co-host, um, Alex, who has made it possible uh, for you to be on tonight. Uh, one of the things I knew about uh, Mel passing, and I tried to get someone who knew Mel Hunt. He was with Ambits Post 56, uh, but I was not able to get anybody. But uh, when I when I talked, Alex said, well, did you know, did you hear about Joe? I said, no. And so Alex is the one who reached out and uh, and got you on. Alex, how you doing, brother? Harry, how you doing, brother? I'm good, sir. What would you like to add to this conversation, Alex? First of all, thank you for doing what you did to make this possible. Well, I mean, uh, it, when I heard about Joe passing, it was it was a very shocking thing to hear because uh, I'd first met Joe at national convention, and we had several good conversations about you know our passions for helping other veterans. One thing we didn't agree on was uh, that the Army was better than the Marine Corps. But um, <laughs> the, You guys are so funny. Uh, but, you know, and, you know, Joe being a Korean War vet, you know, he had been with the organization for a long time, and he cared very much about it. And I was recently up in Louisville to – go around to some of the posts and uh we were going I was going to a concert that night and uh I stopped at post two and was talking with Joe while he was there. Uh, and he was having a hard time finding some information for uh a, a Sons of Amvets member who was trying to find their grandfather's World War Two records and uh it, it it bothered him tremendously that he couldn't find that information because all he wanted to do was to make sure that, that person was honored. <laughs> And uh, so we went back to the office, state office, and uh, sat down, and I helped him find some of that information. And we talked for a little while about AMVETS, and he asked me, uh, what made you get involved in AMVETS? And I was trying to tell him I was trying to find my purpose again, trying to make sure I could give back to veterans who may not be as in a fortunate position as me. And he said, as long as you don't lose that, you'll be okay. And uh, and I think that speaks a lot to his character is because that just, just from the few times I've met him, that was what he was about. He was about helping veterans, their families, and he was so passionate about it. And uh, I, I think we need a lot more people in the organization in this world like Joe. Most definitely. Well, and there's no doubt – there's there's no doubt, Alex, just based upon what you've said and what what Harold has said, that, that he has clearly uh, made a mark on AMBETS, and I'm sure that all the people that he spent time uh, sharing uh, his passion about AMBETS has rubbed off on them, and there's no doubt that uh, a loss of any kind is still a loss. Um, but when you lose somebody that is such an, an, an instrumental part at the growth of an organization – you tend to lose a small bit of hope 
wondering, well, who's going to fill the spot? And I just wanted to remind you guys that uh, the one who brought him into this world and the one who brought him home is going to bring someone forward to fill that spot. And, and, you know, I don't know who that is. That's none of my business. But I, I know who holds the keys, and I know who is watching over AMBATS every single moment of every single day. And uh, I, I try not and spend too much time worrying about what tomorrow's going to hold, only because I know who's holding tomorrow. So be encouraged and uh, uh, just know that, uh, again, that, the prayer requests are out there for the family. Tell me about his family, Harold. Did he have children? What was his grandkids? His anything had, like that? Yes, he had has uh, two two daughters, uh, Laura and Patty, and uh, and and I mean, all everyone um, you know loves them to death. They they've always shared their their dad with everyone. They know that you know with him living and breathing and that's that that was part of his daily life. And, and, um, and we all just can't thank them enough for sharing their father with all of us. It, um, yes. And he has several grandchildren as well. That was, uh, his world. He, um, come down to the headquarters a lot, you know, a lot of times and would be down there whenever, uh, I would even stop in and, um, and see Joe and, um, and you can you could just see the the pride and the excitement on his face, you know, when he would sit there and spend time with the his grandkids. Um, so even though he was busy, uh, very busy with uh, with Ambet, he always had time for his uh, daughters and his grandkids and spending time with them. Like I Alex, said, he did was, you share he was, the uh, very the, busy with the. the The service information, did you share that information on AMBATS radio, the service information for for Joe? Well, I I know he had talked with me about he was a Korean War veteran in the Marine Corps. I don't know much more than that. I'm sure Harold could speak on that. No, his funeral service information. Yes. Not his service I did. That is okay. Mm. That's what I was just making sure. Yes, I'm I'm actually going to be going up on Thursday for his AMBATS service. I I was asked by Dan Kube, our state commander, to go and represent the Department of Tennessee um, at his Do you, service. Does Dan know him? Uh, Dan met him Dan several Kube. times. Uh, I, Let me bring Dan on because he is on hold. Let me go ahead and, and bring him on. Commander, how are you, sir? Good. How y'all doing? Good. First of all, uh, before we get into uh, Joe, I, I, I just wanted to thank you. Uh, the reason why we're having this show uh, tonight is because the state of Tennessee uh, made a donation to AMBETS Radio. So thank you so much between you and, of course, the donation that was left over from California. We'll also have one next week, too. So thank you very much. In the meantime, what do you know about Joe? That's excellent, Barry. I'm glad to hear that the radio show is still going on. Um, as far as <laughs> yeah, exactly. As far as Joe, I've I've known about him, but I've never met him. But I'm sure he was a fine ambet, 
and he was an asset to our organization. And that's why I've asked Alex to represent the state of Tennessee up there at his uh, at his service. See, I'm sorry about that, Dan. I thought you had met him before. I do apologize. No, uh, not that I can recall, unless he's at that national convention. But but that's okay. I mean, he's a fine ambet. I'm sure he was a, a great leader. And Harold, I've heard you talk about him, and it's just a sad sad situation. We're praying for his family. And I'm sure Alex, you always represent Tennessee well up there. Well, thank you very much. Was there anything further, Harold, about uh, Joe, which you have thought about, which you want to add before we do the national anthem and get started with Ambit's Radio 777? No, I just want to thank you guys very much for doing this tonight. It's, um, <clears throat> it's what we do. It, mean, it means a lot what you guys do. And, um, just keep up the good work, and um, we appreciate it very much. So, and just like to again um, say that we appreciate his his family and um, and everyone keep his family in their thoughts and prayers through this difficult time. Feel free to share with them a link if they want to hear about some of the things that was said about him. I, I think they might. That might help them a little bit, and uh, we appreciate uh, everything that uh, you've done. And uh, while I have you on, uh, do you have any upcoming events or, or any announcements uh, regarding what you guys are working on and, and what you guys are up to, besides your push-ups? <laughs> <laughs> which you've now spread over to Vanessa's husband, which is spread over to four other people. <laughs> Yeah, we're good. That's that's what it's about is getting that word out to just it's about getting the uh that phone number out there, you know, the phone number so a veteran that is dealing uh, with um with things that that may need to reach out and and talk to someone, that number's there. Um that's what it is that's the whole concept of doing the push-ups is to try to get that number shared, you know, and out there share and, that number. Uh, yeah, share that. Share that. If you share that video, it shares that number that's on that clip, and um, it also it has the Ambet's Heal number on there, um, mm-hmm. so they can uh, call in to the Heal uh, team as well. Okay. Um, I know okay. that they they've had a lot of success, success as well, helping um, helping veterans. So, but yeah, if if uh, uh, just keep on liking and sharing the videos, you know, and and and. Join that 22 push-up challenge, uh, you know, instead of eating that ice cream on the couch at night, jump on the floor, do 22 push-ups, and post it online, and uh, and just copy and paste that uh, those phone numbers on there. And well, Harold, I don't know because I might, you might reach out and might be the number that helps someone. Um, as far as upcoming events, um, the National Sons of Ambets actually this weekend is having. Um, a national e-board meeting at um, Active Heroes that's in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. And um, we're, we're going to have several events there. It's, 
it's an AMVETS family campout, what it is, this weekend, um, hosted by Active Heroes and the National Sons of AMVETS, September 28th, 29th, and 30th. Um, members and uh, of the AMVETS family and veterans are invited, free of charge, to come out and enjoy the uh, camp site, uh, bring their tents, coolers, and, and blankets, and come on out and join us. We'll have food and things like that there. We're going to have several different activities. Um, Friday, most people will uh, come in. We will get there later Friday evening and have an e-board meeting that uh, Friday evening. And then um, on Saturday morning, there will be a, a flag ceremony, uh, raising the flags there at Active Heroes at the camp. And um, we'll do uh, breakfast. We're going to have a, a geocaching seek and find. Um, that we'll give out maps and people can go around the site and find the uh, the Frisbees. And underneath the Frisbees will be uh, um, some code names. And then we'll, the first, second, and third place winners will are the first ones that get the uh, clues all right. We'll um, receive some, uh, some little gifts and things. Um, we'll probably, uh, once we'll announce the... Uh, the winners around lunchtime, and we'll have lunch and everything for everyone. Um, I'll present, actually going to present Active Heroes with the check. Where the, on my project last year was Active Heroes, and we're going to present that check to them there at that time. Um, a little over $27,000 that uh, the National Sons of wow. Amos raised Active Heroes. Uh, the um, at um, after lunch we'll probably take a little break, and then at 3 p.m. we're actually going to have a archery contest. Uh, one of the things the National Sons of Ambets, out of the, some of the proceeds that we raised, we um, bought them six new bow and arrows in the cases and things to put the um, bows and arrows in. Um, when they first opened up down there, they had some actually was donated to them, but someone broke in and stole uh, their equipment. So we oh. bought them some new bows and arrows. They have uh, six archery lanes there on site. So we're going to have a little archery contest. Um, and then uh, at 7 p.m., we're going to do uh, dinner down by the cabins and do a, uh, a big bonfire. And we have actual uh, performer that Troy uh, Yoakum, the um, president and founder of Active Heroes, um, got uh, scheduled to come out and uh, play some music. So it'll be a good weekend. Like to see a lot of people, you know, um, come out and join us. It's 147 acres there. It's a lot to do. Um, um, hiking and, of course, with the archery and and different things. So we'd really like to see a lot of people come out, maybe enjoy it along with us. Spend the weekend. Well, we certainly uh, appreciate you taking the time. Let me go ahead and share the crisis line number for those that were listening. It's one eight hundred two seven three two five five. Again, that's hundred. 273-8255. You press 1. The phone number for the HEAL team is 833-VET-HEAL, V-E-H-E-A-L. 
which is also 833-838-4325. And the, um, I just shared that information on AMBETS Radio Facebook page as well as I reshared this funeral services information uh, for Joe. Uh, that's set for this Thursday at 7 p.m. at Boss at Boss Funeral Home, B-O-S-S-E, Bossy Funeral Home, 1355 Ellison Avenue in Louisville. Uh, and visitation is from 11 to 8 on Thursday, 11 a.m. on Friday, uh, September 28th. And the service is at 12 noon with burial at St. Michael Cemetery. Um, and then there's a gathering at Post 1 after the burial service. And uh, we just want to thank you, Harold, for taking the time to acknowledge Joe. And um, thanks for being on AMVETS Radio, as always. Well, thank you guys very much, and thank you for all that you do. We appreciate it very much. I have just one other thing to add. Um, AMVETS National Membership Drive, they, they're starting a membership drive. And anyone that's uh, a member of the AMVETS, um, the sons, the riders, the ladies, the AMVETS, um, if you get five AMVET members to join, they're doing a, uh, a a raffle, and you get put into that raffle if you get five members to join, and you gotta you'll have a chance to win an amazing trip, and um, second, third, and fourth prizes is they have some uh, notepads to give away. So um, just kind of putting that out there for anyone that's interested in that. Um, yeah, keep that in mind kind of get out there and, and get some veterans uh, to join our uh, great organization. Awesome. That's all I have. That's all I have. Thank you, Perry. sir. We appreciate it. Alex, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. It's our pleasure. Well, we are going directly into our national anthem, and then we will be having – we've got a very special show tonight. Uh, it's, it's kind of funny. We have uh, we have uh, veterans organ. It, it, it's kind of Alex. It's, it's kind of like Veterans Organization Night, where we've got three different organizations that assist in veterans. Our first guest after the national anthem is going to be the founder and chairman of, of VeteranHelp.net, uh, Mr. Michael Emerson, and then after him, um, we are going to have on the founder of TM Veterans, which is Carol Davidson, and then we're going to bring on from Hawaii. Uh, the president and CEO of the Pacific Historic Parks, which is the uh, project that uh, our national commander is working on. And uh, we've got Eileen Uterdijk who's going to be on. But let's go ahead to our national anthem, and then we will uh, bring our first guest on.
I would like to thank all our guests for being patient uh, during that time. I never know when that's going to happen, but I thank you. We've got people from all over the country on hold, and I'd like to now bring on our first guest, who is a friend of AMVETS Radio. He's actually been on a few times. He is the founder and chairman for VeteranHelp.net, Mr. Michael Emerson. Michael, how are you doing, sir? I'm well, um, very well, Perry. Thank you for having me on. Well, first of all, with, without being obvious, and I mean, anybody can go to VeteranHelp.net, but knowing you, there's a lot more information that's not on that website that I, I, I as soon as I, I got your original message and I went to the website and I saw what it was, I pretty much knew that it was we were going to have to have you on <laughs> just because, one, you're a great communicator. Two, anything you're involved with, is always worth talking about. So the, the floor is yours, sir, and, 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 and share away. All right. Well, thank you very much, and thanks for the kind words. But before I start, I'd like to uh, give my condolences and my sympathies, you know, for the loss of our brother, Amvet, and veteran, Joe uh, Dubler. Um, and he's also a fellow Marine, Urah, and I'd like to just say Semper Fi to him and my condolences <laughs> to his family and friends. So anyway, what, what it was is that, uh, you know, I got out of the Marine Corps after Desert Storm. I was in for 10 years. I was in the infantry. And uh, when I got out, I really had no clue what I needed to do to get assistance as being a veteran. And uh, over the years, of course, I got connected to groups like AMVETS, which I'm a life member, the VFW. I'm also a life member, American Legion, all these different groups. Um, and they were very helpful, but it wasn't really something that I knew immediately that I had to do that. And so over the years, I had to kind of uh, grow my network of various organizations and people that would be helpful to me and to my fellow veterans. Uh, now that I'm retired, I'm spending a lot more time helping my, my brother and sister veterans, uh, homeless, uh, medical issues. Well, you know, anything, anything that they need. Um, I'm a life member of the DAV, so I'm connected in that way as a 70% service-connected disabled vet. So what happened is I thought to myself, you know, what could we do that would make it really, really easy for veterans and military personnel to find this information and not have to go all over the Internet looking for it? Because, you know, I think the promise of Google uh, has not really come out as, as I think many of us had hoped. Uh, when you type in Google and you say, like, military, veteran, mental health, you'll get all kinds of crazy stuff, including probably half of it is porn. And so to me, that's not what I wanted to be able to do. When I, I want to be able to go someplace and go directly into what I'm looking for. So what I did uh, with the help of some other veterans here is I put together a website, in which, which is veteranhelp.net, and they go to this website. And uh, there are buttons on this website. Now, keep in mind that this, we've only started this website like two weeks ago, all right? So it, it, we still have a long way to go. But what, what happens is they go onto the website, and there's like a button that says events calendar. So they click on that, and they can see upcoming events that are happening. There's VA medical. There's education. There's employment. There's housing, legal assistance, mental health, child care, scholarships, travel assistance, military spouse resources, financial assistance, women veteran resources, disabled assistance, homeless resources, even U.S. military organizations, veteran service organizations, which includes AMVETS, 
and like free stuff for veterans. And so what happens is they go on, on this website and they say, okay, I, I want some help with education. So they would click on that button, which would then take them to another button that could either, that, that were, you know, we, again, we need to add more and more buttons to this. But eventually what happens, if they click on the buttons, it will take them directly to um, an organization or a website or whatever that will help them. So with just a few clicks of a button, they can actually get to exactly what they're looking for. And so our goal is basically to have it be a website that will help a veteran with everything, everything that he needs, employment, housing, medical, legal, everything that he needs. Eventually, we're expecting to have hundreds of different links. Uh, we don't get there's, – there's no charge for this. It's 100% free. Um, we pay for the website. We pay for the service. We keep it updated. Um, and only organizations that are going to do this for free. It's actually in our mission statement that says that only organizations that are going to do this and help veterans at no charge would be allowed to be on this website. So one of the reasons I kind of wanted you to know about it was that I think if this is something that might be good in different places, because, or different communities, because I made the, the conscious decision that this is only going to be for our direct community. Yes, I have the national AMVETS on there, but that's because we also have local organizations. But we want to make sure that the local um, people can be helped by local organizations. So my hope is that once people see this website, they think, wow, we should do that in our neighborhood. We should do this for our county or for our wherever, whatever they decide to do. And I'd be happy because my, web, my email is on the website. Just contact me, and I'll be happy to talk to them and tell them how I put it together. And I'm hoping that it's something that, you know, communities all over the country will think it's a good idea and be able to, you know, put this so that's direct contact with local places. Because, I mean, I don't want to go to education and be sent to a place in Florida. I want it to be local. So that's kind of what I, why I wanted to get the word out. And uh, I appreciate you letting me, you know, tell you guys about this. Well, you know how we do it, Mike. It, it you know, without getting words out, uh, there's a lot of services that are out there, uh, but not all of them you can trust. And we have a history together already, so I knew that, without a doubt, that what you were going to have to offer was not only going to be free, but was going to be very helpful to the vets, and that's why Vets is here. So I, I definitely thank you, Alex. Do you have any, you have any questions about his website or about Michael? Well, Perry, I mean, first I want to start off with, you know, I guess this is another person that will disagree about whether the Marine Corps or the Army is better, but uh, well, I, I already know <laughs> we don't have to argue about it. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I just want to commend you, sir. Thank you for all that you do for our veterans and what you're doing right now is absolutely admirable. Um, well, I, I appreciate that. You know, I'm, I'm also pretty, you know, a few months ago we talked about the, uh, the Patriot, uh, the flag, uh, uh, program that AMBETS instituted and made into a national, uh, uh, national program. That's also something that I started in my post and it's grown into a national one. So, to me, you know, like I said, I'm retired. I'm a very proud veteran, especially Marine Corps. Hoorah. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I honor all the services. Um, you know, I honor anybody who served. Uh, one of the reasons I really like AMVETS is that 
AMVETS accepts everybody. They, it doesn't matter if you're a combat veteran, if you served during wartime, if you were willing to put your life on the line and you served your country, whether it was behind a desk or behind a, a machine gun, uh, then, then you're honored. And I, and I really like that. I, I always had a little bit of a problem with some of the other groups, although I belong to them, that would not uh, allow them, people, veterans that have done their duty, to be a member. And so I'm so glad that AMVETS is that way. And, 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 and that, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I really want to support AMVETS as much as I can. Awesome. Really appreciate having you on tonight, brother. Great. And of course, as well, you know, because because you are a friend of the show, you're always welcome on here. All you know, all you got to do is send me an email, and on the following Tuesday, I'll get you on. You know that, so no problem, no problem. And uh, the only thing is, uh, I, you know, I don't know how many people are listening here in uh, the uh, Sacramento area of, of Northern California, but um, we're we're actually working with a, 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 a current. Uh, like, they're called the Stockton Heat. It's a it's a hockey team, which is like a, you know, it's just below the professionals. They, they're like a It's a farm team. level team. Yeah, farm level. Okay, thank you for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're actually doing a military appreciation game uh, on December the 8th at the Stockton Arena. Um, and it's all about veterans. Uh, we've, we've, got, we've got, you know, uh, all, all the, pro, I mean, the proceeds of like $6 per ticket is going to the various veterans groups and everything. So, you know, it's just the, the the great thing about this this community is that they're very patriotic and they and they're very supportive of veterans. And you know, California sometimes gets a bad rap about uh, being on the you know the left coast kind of thing. But you know, there are a lot of really good veteran and veteran supporters here in Northern California. Now, did you know? And I'm not sure if you and I ever talked, but you know, I'm from California. Did we ever talk about that? No, no, and uh, but if you left, then uh, you know what happened. Well, you know, California. <laughs> well, no, because first of all, I was in Los Angeles, where I grew up, and uh, okay, cool. and around and around 1992, after I got done touring the Sunset Strip for four years and playing music. I decided that uh, that that I was in need of a change, and so I froze in Chicago for 12 years, and now I've been in Tennessee 13. But I, I, I as we were talking, I thought, well, I wonder if uh, if you even knew that. I certainly no, miss no. Well, it, 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 we're, it, I got to tell you, it's beautiful weather today. Uh, it's actually gorgeous, and uh, that's why I mean it's well, expensive it be to live here, but the weather is amazing. No. Well, the you know, I, I actually coast because, highway. Yeah. Well, you know, I I lived in the Bay Area, and then last year I retired, and when I moved to Stockton to be near my grandkids. But uh, no, you're, you're, it's a it's a beautiful state, and just like a lot of them, I've been to all 50 states. I did, I traveled all over the country, and I been to every major city, and every state and every city has some special thing about it. Um, yeah. But you know, my heart my heart right now is California. So, but uh, you know, I still. I grew up. I actually grew up in Maryland, um, and I, after I got out of the core, um, I moved to California to make my fortune, as they say. Well, we definitely have listeners in California, and that is a lot of that has to do with you. So thank you as well. Matter of fact, we've got um, we received a donation from Smokey there uh, from uh, the Smokey the Record. Our, yeah. yeah, he and, awesome. and I've been trying to get him on. By the by the way, I've been trying to get him on the last two shows. 
Can you reach out to him and say, hey, Perry wants you on Ambit's radio? Since he, I mean, he, he gave I, us that I donation. Will... And then Absolutely. I also met with, um, uh, well, oh, dang it. Now I'm forgetting her name. I met her at the convention. She's hysterical. Lorraine? Not Sherry, not. No. Lorraine? She was, dang it. Um, she is your NEC rep, I think. I thought oh, that was okay. Lorraine. She's going to kill me. Yeah. Well, there, I mean, no, the thing, she's going to every, every the, year we get, every year we get new people, so it's hard. Well, I don't want to take up more well, of your time. It. You have two other people waiting no, no, for me. Okay. So, so uh, you know, Thank I appreciate you, you letting me. But, again, if anybody out there is interested in, in setting up a website, again, look at it, veteranhelp.net, and I'll be happy to explain to you how we put it together, why we put it together, and I think that if we had something like this in every community in, the, in America, it would be a great way for veterans, both old and young and, and military, to have one place to go to that would then help them to find all their needs without having to search and, and beg and borrow and, and, and hope, you know, because we also vet all of these groups to make sure they're legitimate and we check up on them and make sure they're not ripping off, you know, because a lot, a lot, there's a lot of groups out there that rip off not only uh, um, veterans that are just out of the military, but a lot of the, the guys that are on pensions, a lot of older guys, they come in, oh, we're going to help you. We, we, we love veterans, and then they rip them off. And so we want to make sure that we're protecting those veterans from, you know, ne'er-do-wells. Absolutely. And let me correct myself now uh, so that Sandra doesn't kill me, but it's Sandra Durbin. She was oh, okay. awesome at the convention. <laughs> And she and she will kill me if she ever finds out that I forgot her name. So Sandra, not, if you happen I, my, to hear this, hey, I had a top secret clearance. <laughs> my my lips are sealed. Well, she'll have to get in line, Michael, Perry. Thank you so much, Michael, for joining us, and look forward to having you on again in the future. Yeah, keep up the good work, Perry, and have a great day. And every, everybody out there in Radio Land, uh, Semper Fi. Appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Folks, don't go anywhere. We are going to be right back with Ambus Radio Show number 77. I do have to run an ad so I can pay our bills. And as soon as we uh, come on back, we are going to have a very dear friend of mine who uh, I've done quite a bit of work with, and he is an amazing veteran. Uh, we've had him on the show before. Uh, and also, Eileen, please don't hang up. Uh, we're going to have you on after him. I don't have any other PSAs, so we'll go directly from him to you, and the rest of the show is yours. But don't, we're going to be right back, folks, with AMBETS Radio Show number 77. Don't go anywhere. If you're listening to AMBETS Radio, you're already interested in building the organization. And we all know that the key to our continued growth is getting the Gulf War and later veterans involved. So I want to suggest that you go to communicate with them where they already are. That's right, online. Your post needs a fresh, current web page and a Facebook page to bring them there. Veterans Web Design is just who you need to help get the job done. At Veterans Web Design, their mission is to help veteran service organizations grow and prosper through the use of the Internet. To find out more, visit www.veteranswebdesign.com. All right, folks, welcome back to AMBETS Radio Show number 77. And now I would like to take this time to bring on a friend of AMBETS Radio. He is the founder of TM Veterans. His name is Carol Davidson. 
Carol, how you doing, brother? I am doing well, Mr. Perry. How are you tonight? I am wonderful. And, hey, I'm going to on your show next, by the way, which we'll get into. Yes. But I just realized, as older, I said, wait a second, I haven't been on his show yet. So we need to back in. The and score's two to zero, by the way. So I, you're, you're, oh, you're right. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate you. You keep a track there, Carol. For those yes. that do not know what T, what TM Veterans is, sir, the floor is yours. I got a couple questions for you, sir. But go ahead and uh, share uh, why you started TM Veterans and what is TM Veterans. Okay. Uh, well, first and foremost, I, I want to say my condolences to uh, Joe, his friends, his family. Um, I listened to the gentleman before and. Uh, again, my deepest condolences, and uh, also the gentleman that uh, just spoke uh, for VeteranHealth.net. Perry, you're going to have to send me his information. I'd really like to talk to him. But uh, um, TM yeah, Veterans. You both are cut from the same cloth. We're, we're, say, say that again, Perry. You both are cut from the same cloth for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of could feel that. But, uh, um, yeah. But uh, several years ago, uh, I was actually sitting on a panel at uh, one of the military bases, and it was a it was at a job fair. And one of the questions that was asked at the job fair was, "How important is a resume?" And a very very nice lady, uh, you know, basically kind of jumped in front of everybody and said, "Let me answer that." And the answer to the question that she said was, "You know, at the if the uh, summary is not perfect, it goes in the do not call stack, which I think everybody knows that is called the trash can uh, or another word for it. And so my response was a little bit different. And, you know, what I responded was that your uniform is your, uh, your resume. So kind of, you know, go back to my career. I was actually in the army and, you know, I served many, many, many years and when I got out of the military, you know, the transition was probably one of the toughest things that, that I had to do. And with all that being said, basically the plane ride home from the military base, I was looking out the window at the clouds and, you know, I kind of asked myself, you know, what I'm doing. And I, I've always been in the transportation industry since I've been out of the military. And the transportation industry is just an absolutely incredible industry. I mean, you have so many great opportunities, very, very well-paying uh, positions. And, you know, the answer to myself was that I love the transportation industry, but I want to do something more. I love working with veterans. And so I started TM Veterans, which is short for Transitioning Military Veterans. And so what we do is we actually work with veterans that are transitioning from the military uh, at no cost to the veteran, we find them great companies that want to hire veterans, and you know th these positions could be anything from uh, operations to logistics to uh, basically professional drivers to um, you know basically maintenance. I mean, you pretty much name it. Um, you know, probably everything short of you know the medical field. But, you know, one of the other things that we do, and we've got a really, really good website, uh, which has a contact information, and we do a lot of mentorship also. And even if somebody just has a question, you know, hey, I'm getting out in a year, 
Um, you know, can you look at my resume? Um, you know, giving them basically pointers. And, you know, one perfect example was uh, I had a, uh, a staff sergeant that basically sent me his resume. And, you know, he was a 11 Bravo, which is infantry in the Army. And, of course, I looked at it, and it was basically a cut and paste of the the description of an 11B. And called him, and I said, uh, you know, let's talk about this. And one of the things that I always tell every veteran is don't undersell yourself. Just because your MOS is 11 Bravo or 19 Kilo or whatever it is doesn't mean that you're not cross-trained on different things and, and can really, you know, make a difference in another field. Long story short, the uh, the staff sergeant, after we found out that he was the training NCO, he actually worked in supply. He worked in the motor pool. Uh, you know, we, we really helped him build his resume, and he actually is working at a, uh, you know, a pretty big trucking company uh, being in the opera, on the operations team. You know, probably I think he started off at it was either sixty five or 70000 And so – that's what, uh, you know, TM Veterans is about, which is, of course, short for transitioning military veterans. And, you know, if it wasn't for, and, you know, the, the lady saying that about the summary and, you know, whether she was right, whether she was wrong, you know, uh, everybody can make their own decision on that. But, you know, that really drove me to really go above and beyond for our veterans because, uh, again, when I got out, uh, I was married. Um, I had a three-year-old son. And when, you know, I was promised a position, and then, of course, I moved basically from base, uh, you know, to the uh, the state that I went to, and I showed up on Monday, and they said, well, we're doing cutbacks. And I said, well, you know, how long, you know, have you known about this? And they said about three weeks, and they never once called, nothing. And, you know, it's uh, it's really hard for our veterans, um, or I shouldn't say for all veterans, of course, but – you know, for a lot of the veterans, you know, it's it's a new step in life because, you know, they, they either went in the military at 18 years old and they, you know, they, they served for 10 years. They've never had a job. You know, they don't know, you know, basically what they really want to do. And, you know, the biggest thing that we always tell people is, you know, don't undersell yourself. And then our mentorship is, you know, we get questions uh you know, what, what should I look for? Can you check my resume out? Uh, you know, what do you know about this area? Um, you know, what organizations are in this area that, you know, that we can join, of course, which, you know, AMSVET and, uh, you know, as always mentioned. But, uh, you know, in a nutshell, Perry, that is what uh, what we do. And, you know, we just we, – we do something that, that we love waking up every single morning. And, you know, I don't care – what branch of service you were in, but, you know, th- there was days that you woke up and you're just like, wow, you know, I've got to do PT or, you know, man, First Sergeant uh, McGall, you know, he's going to lead the run today. We're going to be running five, ten miles, uh, you know, but this is something that you really get up in the morning, um, every morning, and, you know, you got your game face on because you know that you're affecting somebody's life where they can put a roof over the head, clothes on the back, and, you know, really make a difference in our society because they bring so much. And, again, doesn't matter what branch, you know, whether it's the Marines, the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, Coast Guard, I don't care. Uh, they just bring so much to the table by having that, you know, that title of veteran behind them, whether they're retired, whether, you know, they serve for three years, whether they serve for ten years. And they just bring, you know, the dignity, the, uh, you know, the drive, the motivation, the uh 
you know, just just everything that a, a great customer or a great company looks for, you know, to have somebody join their team. So um, that's it in a nutshell what we do, Perry. If there is a veteran that's listening that wants to get in touch with you to ask about these opportunities, what should he do? He can go to – he or she – uh, can go to tmveterans.com. Very, very easy. www.tmveterans.com. Uh, we have basically uh, in the top right of our website, we have a contact form. They can fill that out. Um, if they want to upload their resume, uh, it's got a button that they can upload their resume. And then we also have, you know, great partners that are under a page that's called uh, Company Seeking Veterans, and they can go straight to uh, those sites. And, you know, just speaking of one in particular that uh, that I work very closely with, and they are just an absolutely fantastic company, but is uh, Nick Strambu, which is out of the Ohio area, and, you know, they, they just love hiring veterans. And they uh, they pay exceptionally well. They got great benefits. The management team is super. I, I just I, I can't can't even begin to describe you know uh, them. But you know that's only one example of a great company that is looking to hire veterans. So uh, very very easy to get a hold of me. Uh, basically just go to that contact form. Uh, my uh, my contact form not only basically shoots me an email but also sends me a text message. So uh, I definitely will get back to you uh, very quickly. And when I say very quickly, it's usually within a couple of hours unless I'm, uh, you know, at a job fair, career fair, and, uh, you know, working with the veterans. And then, of course, I may text you and just say, uh, you know, I got uh, your information, and I will definitely get back to you. Just, uh, you know, stand by. And that includes companies as well, not just veterans. So those that want to hire, if there's a company that's listening uh, and they want to join with you to find veterans. They can join as Correct. well. They can. Yes. Okay. Yes. By all means, just uh, shoot me the contact information. And of course, uh, whether you're with the uh, the recruiting department, the uh, the HR department, um, you know, we we do ask a lot of questions because we want to make sure that you know our veterans that um, they're not a number. And what I mean by that is. You know, if somebody's just looking for a warm body, uh, you know, we're not the company. Basically, you know, we want to make sure that our veterans, you know, team up with uh, great companies. And, you know, a uh, perfect example, you know, the gentleman that was just on uh, in the Marine Corps for 10 years, you know, he, he served our country for 10 years. Now, you know, it, it, he doesn't want to jump from job to job to job. He wants to find something that, you know, that he enjoys doing. And it sounds like, you know, I'm just using him as an example, but – you know, his drive of what he's doing for, you know, veteranhealth.net. I mean, it's, uh, it's awesome. I mean, I was, I was really enjoying, uh, you know, listening to him. Obviously, because you take the time to work with these veterans and um, uh, obviously this takes some from your resources and from your, your finances to be able to run this. Uh, how is TM Veterans funded? Well, I mean, we have companies that, uh, you know, are on our webpage, and we basically uh, – that's that's the majority of the the, uh, the funding. So, um, you know, as far as, you know, travel, things like that, uh, you know, that, that's, that's pretty much out of the pocket. So it, it's, 
you know, again, you know, if you turn time back after I got out of the military, I mean, I, I was in the transportation industry. I made it all the way up to vice president of maintenance. Um, you know, don't get me wrong. I, I was paid, you know, exceptionally well, but, you know, I was missing something. And what I was missing was, you know, uh, I'm not going to say happiness, but uh, I am going to say happiness. And what that was was, you know, I was constantly on the road. I was constantly just, uh, you know, traveling and different things like that. And so uh, with this being said right here, uh, you know, the, the bills are paid. And, uh, you know, I'm around my family a lot more. I've got a, a daughter that's a senior in uh, high school. Uh, she goes to a Christian academy. And, you know, my son is uh, studying forensics in uh, college to uh, join uh, the bureau is what he's, you know, hoping to do. So that gives me a lot of time. Uh, I've been married for almost 24 years. Uh, my wife has put up with me all through my military career, and you know this. So you know, I took a step I don't really, know really how back. She does it, brother? I, I well, I don't know how she does it. I I, I, I don't could either. be married I don't for either. one minute. You would drive me nuts. <laughs> That's, well. She probably feels the same way, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I guess we're at that point that it's cheaper to keep each other. So that's, uh, that's there good you thing. go. But, uh, no, she has, uh, you know, when I, when I went to Kuwait, uh, back in the nineties, uh, you know, I, I, I still remember rolling over and saying, when I got the phone call at one o'clock in the morning and say, I love you. And, you know, I got to wake a little man up and, uh, went in there and grabbed my son and, you know, he started crying and everything. And, um, uh, you know, next thing I know, I'm at post and, um, you know, loading it up and going, and she took care of the home front. So uh, she's she's really, really good and uh, love her a lot, and she's, uh, you know, she's always been there for me. And, you know, when I told her that I wanted to uh, to start TM Veterans and really work with the veterans, she uh, she was all for it. And, matter of fact, we went to a job fair uh, last month, and she actually went with me, so I say we, and it was so awesome because you know when i'm talking to the soldier uh you know the transitioning veteran we'll call it that's getting out and everything a lot of them had their wives with them and of course the wives uh they were actually talking <laughs> with my wife you know saying well you know what do i expect you know what do i do and so my wife kind of really talked about you know the the wife's role awesome. as far as you know getting out and you know really what to look for and things like that and you know tm veterans does not only help uh, or assist, we should say, you know, veterans that are transitioning, but also veterans that have already served and, you know, looking for another opportunity. And most importantly, family members of veterans, because uh, I will say this to the day I die that, uh, you know, my wife probably had the toughest, and, and this probably goes to all wives, had the toughest job in the military, you know, when we were deployed, uh, you know, because they had to take care of the home front, they had to take care of the children, uh, they had to, they had a big responsibility why, you know, don't get me wrong, we were over there and we were, uh, we were doing different things, but uh, they had a great opportunity. So uh, it, it was a, it, it's great to have a great wife like that. And, uh, you know, TM Veterans is, is something that is just very, very enjoyable. You know, I mean, the, the passion, and uh, you know, I hope you guys can feel this, that uh, that we have by working with veterans. And, you know, you can lead a horse to water. You can't make them drink. But, uh, you know, there there's so many veterans that, uh, you know, are exiting the military and that have gotten out of the military that, you know, sell themselves short. And what we really do is we really work with them and say, you know, well, 
well, you know, tell me about yourself. Tell me about your experience. And, you know, just perfect example of that staff sergeant that was a uh, Levin Bravo. He had so much, you know, training room supply, uh, you know, basically the arms room. Uh, he had uh, maintenance experience. I mean, he had a basically a rocking uh, resume as far as, uh, you know, experience and um, you know, of course, he was he joined the operations management team of a great company, and you know, is really making a difference. So, um, you know, we we just we enjoy what we do, Perry. I mean, bottom line. Let's let let's test this system really quick. I'm I'm curious okay. if what would you not do on an interview? <laughs> what would I not do on an interview? Uh, yeah. If you were to give advice. To somebody on to interview or for their resume or for great, great question. Um, well, I'm, I'm not going to say I've seen it all, but uh, I've seen some pretty wild stuff. But uh, what I would always tell, let, let's back up because one thing that, that we always do with with uh, with people that we work with, and we offer this, it's it's kind of a take it or leave it. We will actually do a mock interview with them. And, you know, get them prepared for the interview because, you know, again, it doesn't matter what branch, you didn't show up to your next unit with a resume and basically sit down and get drilled about what you did at your last unit. It was either on your NCOER or your transcript papers or, you know, whatever the case was. So my best advice to somebody that is that is seeking, you know, a, a great position with a great company is to always remember that you are interviewing that company just as much as they are interviewing you. And the second thing that I would always say is whenever you're talking, you're saying something you already know. Whenever you listen, you might learn something that you don't. So whenever the, the hiring manager or you know whoever you're speaking to is asking questions or talking about the company, really listen and understand whether they're talking about the benefits package, the salary range, you know, the day-to-day job activities or, you know, the company history, because every company that, uh, you know, the history is something that is, that's really amazing because they didn't, you know, open the doors and all of a sudden have hundreds of employees and, you know, thousand customers. They, they built that and listening to the way a company really built up basically their operation and their team is something that uh, speaks louder than words. But, uh, the biggest one I can always say, Perry, is just always remember that you're interviewing them just as much as you're interviewing them. It really breaks the tension, and uh, you know it, it's natural to feel uh, you know anxiety and kind of being nervous for an interview. But uh, um, you know when you're when you when you think of it as, hey, I'm I'm asking them because I want to make sure it's a fit. I want to make sure it's a marriage. I mean, I, I want to make sure that uh, you know this company loves me just as much as I love them because. If they don't and I don't, then, you know, two months down the road, the honeymoon's over and I'm looking for another job. And, I mean, I just wasted, you know, the way I look at it, you know, if I'm a veteran and I, I chose a company, I just wasted two months when I could have basically really just kept going and, uh, you know, weighed my options. All right, Alex. I know you're chomping at the bit, brother. Because oh, I know you deal with a lot of veterans, man. So. Well, I do, Perry, and uh, this, this is actually something that was very uh, hash- I was very passionate about when I was getting out of the army because you know, as anybody who's recently gotten out of the service knows, especially the army, that when you're going through ACAP, 
in the app processing transition, they give you classes on resumes, but they right. they clump everything together in one day, and you're just so distracted on where am I going to move? What am I going to do? I have a family to take care of. When are we getting the movers coming? That you don't really have the concentration or time. It's kind of forced upon you that you're more looking for a check mark than you are about absorbing the actual information. And I think that's one problem that comes along with it. Let me interrupt but you just for being, a second. Uh, you, go ahead. You definitely served. You definitely served in the army because uh, <laughs> I will never forget when I went to. It was called the TAP Transition Assistant Program. Yep. It, and this TAP is when trans, I got out. Transitioned into ACAP. Yep. yep. And now it's Soldier for Life. And yep. when I went there, I literally walked in and they said, you know, hey, Sergeant, how are you? And I said, I'm great. Uh, you know, uh, do I sit anywhere? And he said, where's your paperwork? He literally stamped it, <laughs> initialed it, handed it back. And I said, do I just sit anywhere? And he goes, well, we don't do that class anymore. Uh, he said, we do it maybe once a month, but you're signed off so you can clear. Okay. I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, okay, man, I'm straight. I'm good. And I'm going to tell you right now, Alex, my resume that I first had when I got out of the military was the ugliest thing that, that anybody mm-hmm. could ever imagine. And, and you know, he, it was, I was uh, fortunate enough to be proactive about that, even though I knew I was going to be retiring because I was medically retiring from the military and uh, right. I knew I was getting out and I knew I wasn't going to be looking for a job right away. I was still proactive about it because I wanted to know. And the thing is, yes. is being a scout, they wouldn't tell you things like common sense things that I think that they should be telling people, no matter what your rank or branch or, your 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 specific MOS, there's one thing that we all have in common in the military is we sign hand receipts. You, you sign for accountable items. And if that's nothing but logistics, I don't know what is. So every service member that goes through has some form of logistic accountability. And let's say you're a driver. You sign for the Humvee. You sign for the Bradley. You sign for whatever vehicle. Now you are responsible for whatever the market value that the military pays for that. So in most cases, it's over $2 million per line item. Right. And, you know, you, nobody tells you we'll that. that nobody tells you further. that. Uh, you know, there was a 19 kilo, which is a uh, <laughs> M1 tanker. And, yeah, I was a cap scout. You know, I understand that one. Yeah, he basically said, well, I'm just a tanker. And I said, well, I disagree <laughs> with you, Sergeant. He goes, well, what do you mean? You disagree, and mm-hmm. I said, "Okay." I said, "So you're telling me that you never went in the motor pool, you never pulled a pack on a uh, an M1, you never busted mm-hmm. track, uh, you never did PMCS, and he's you like, never did any maintenance." Well, yeah, he goes, <laughs> "I did all that," and I said, "Well, where's it on your resume?" And mm-hmm. he was like, "I never thought of that." And I said, "All right, now let's back up." I said, "What else have we done?" Of course, he was the mm-hmm. training NCO. He worked in the three shop S3, and we basically, you know, that's what's really uh, motivating for us because we mm-hmm. open people's eyes to a lot of other things besides, uh, you know, I'm a 19 kilo or I'm an 11 bra, and I'm using those two just as an example. But there's so exactly. many other MOSs, uh, you know, 54 Bravo, which is chemical. You know, people think, okay, nuclear, biological, chemical. What can they possibly do in the real world? Uh, you know, in the oh, that's logistics all the, the day because they're the ones inventorying all the gas. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're the yeah, ones that are so, scheduling the, the gas chamber for you to go and do your OC training, your your uh, ooh, your gas gas mask training. Yes. And yes. you know they schedule all this, and the then chamber. I don't think there's you know I'm glad to hear somebody out is out there who is is informing our veterans of this because one thing I'd like to see change is that the military actually implement something to where that is 
more spread out, yes, it's going to take you a little longer to get out of the military, which we, you know, in some cases, you're just ready to get out. Right. But well, it's, I've actually do we, been you know, a guest speaker at uh, several posts, and um, I, I believe in the good, the bad, the ugly. I had a first sergeant that always said, you know, basically tell me the good, the bad, the ugly, because I can plan for any three. I just got to know which one to plan for. And there are a handful of absolute fantastic posts that really help out, uh, you know, the veterans. And then, you know, uh, you hit the nail on the head when you said that there's other posts that it's a check mark. And, you know, mm-hmm. if somebody's listening and saying, well, I don't agree with that, uh, hey, I mean, I, I've seen it firsthand. And, you know, it's unfortunate because, you know, just because, um, you know, and, and, and this is one of the other things that I always said is that when we all joined the military, again, doesn't matter what branch, Uncle Sam gave us that big hug, and he basically said, I'm going to give you three hots and a cot, and I'm going to pay you. And he did. Mm-hmm. He upheld his, his end of the bargain. And then when you're getting out of the military, you have some, you know, what we're just going to say some places. That's all I'm going to say is that mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, you're giving up on us, so, you know, go and do it, and, you know, best of luck to you. And, um you know that that's that's pretty hard because uh, you know I, I'll never forget I, I talked to this one lady one time that uh, very well dressed uh, you know and she was talking about a mechanical position and I'm just sitting there thinking to myself you know you're a mechanic and she was throwing me for a loop and finally I just said you do understand this is that that, that you're speaking about a mechanical you know diesel applications you know Cummins ISX DD15 things like that and she said yes she goes. And she started laughing. She goes, I'm here for my husband. And I said, okay. I said, where's your husband at? And she goes, well, he's in Iraq. And I said, okay, when's he coming home? And she goes, he's coming home in three weeks. And I said, okay, well, when is his terminal leave? And she said, three weeks after he gets home. <laughs> and I was just like, Which, wow. Which, if anybody's ever been deployed, you know that when, when you get back, yep. there is a lot more that goes into it because you're going to be at the motor pool getting all of the vehicles back that you brought over. When you get back, exactly. you're going to have to account for every item that you brought overseas. You're going to have to wait for the connexes to come back exactly. so you can get all your personal equipment out of it. Then you have to deal with and the family classes, situation, which, get, uh, let's be honest, classes, how many people come yeah, home? Basically, yeah, reaffirm mm-hmm. back to the home life. So, And then you, you have know, your that, medical that appointments, a, your tra- you know, your transition true. appointments to come back and say, okay, let's do the PTSD screening, which is another thing people blow right through. Agreed. Agree, but um, you know all of those right there, and that's—I mean—you hit the nail on the head on a lot of them. And you know that—that's stuff that that we do. And uh, again, uh, you know, I, I know Perry very well, and uh, mm-hmm. Perry, I know, knows the passion that I have, basically, not only for veterans and all veterans. And uh, you know, it doesn't doesn't matter if if somebody served, you know, in in World War II or or Vietnam. You know, they paved the way for us. And, you know, we were in and now we're out and we paved the way for, for, you know, the soldiers that are in now. And of course they're going to pave it. You know, that's something that, that nobody can take away from us is, you know, we, we have that identifier, you know, uh, we, we always say the MOS identifier, but I always say, you know, after you're out, you have the identifier as a veteran and it's, it's veterans helping veterans and, you know, don't blow smoke. Tell me, tell me exactly, you know, what I'm looking at. And if somebody tells me, hey, I'm moving to a small town, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm wanting to do this. It's like, well, let's look at this area, or let's look at this area. And, you know, the mentorship. Let's be realistic about your expectations and the careers available in that region. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, 
you know, again, there's there's so many so many great companies out there, uh, you know, that that we are very very fortunate uh, to work with because I know personally each of them basically that they, they want to hire veterans and that they're so much about those veterans that uh, you know it's exciting when when one of the veterans uh, you know whether it's veteran you know transitioning. Um, you know, a family member or something calls and says, I can't believe what you've done. And it's just like, you know, well, what are you talking about? And, you know, thank you so much. I owe you. And I said, you don't owe me anything. You know, uh, mm-hmm. this is what you call veterans helping veterans. And, you know, there's a well, lot of great opportunities I, out there. And, you know, it's something that's, uh, that again, that we're very, very passionate about. Well, I don't want you to feel like this is a gotcha question, but I want to definitely ask this. Um what do you do when you send people to certain companies and work with them as far as vetting? Because let's be honest, there are companies that absolutely love to hire veterans because right. of their work ethic and their training, but there's some that love to hire veterans just because they get a tax incentive. I won't work with the companies that want that, and I okay. know who they are. Keep Perfect. in mind that I served – or I served. <laughs> I guess you'd call it served. You know, I, I was – I got out of the military in 2000. And up until 2000, uh, you know, 16, I guess, I was in the transportation industry. And you know the good mm-hmm. companies. I mean, the, the transportation mm-hmm. company, even though uh, – or transportation world, I should say, um, you know, people think it's so big, but it's not. It's very, very small. And, you know, you learn the companies and, – and, again, I, I will never say names – but you know the companies that are looking for a warm body, and I said that earlier. And when we first started talking, that you know, if you're looking for a warm body, I'm not the company, and and I'll flat out well, tell them that. Well, I, I don't know if many of our listeners understand this, but the the federal government gives a very good tax incentive for every veteran that a company hires. Correct. And there are the companies that could care less about that tax incentive and care more about hiring somebody with those work experiences and those ethics. Versus the companies that love to hire them because, one, it's good for publicity, saying we love hiring our right. veterans, and, two, right. that they get that wonderful tax incentive. Well, you know, the, the, and, and I agree with that statement wholeheartedly, and, you know, unfortunately, there are companies out there that, that, that want that. And, you know, it's uh, the, the gentleman what, – what's the gentleman's name from uh, VeteranHealth.net uh, that was on just – Mike Emerson. Mike Emerson. Michael Emerson. Okay. Michael, okay. One thing that Michael said that you know, I just I just kind of smiled is people that that take advantage of veterans, you know, and and also are disabled veterans and things like that. That happens so many times. And you perfect know, example. I, I I help homeless veterans on a regular basis, and right. when we got into transitional housing, was in the process of getting a service dog, and they told us it's going to be absolutely fine. Well, he told me he was getting evicted because he refused to pay. The pet deposit, right. and you know that you see that too often that people will say that they love taking care of veterans and they will abuse their authority. And I agree with that. You know, when you, you talk about homeless veterans, I mean, we, we've helped several homeless veterans uh, get positions, mm-hmm. and you know, that's awesome to, to to really help somebody that you know. How do I say this? They got knocked down. And guess what? They're not giving up. They got back on their feet, and um, you know that that that's the pride that that you get. But you know, people people will take advantage of veterans, and you know, Michael hit the nail on the head. 
And, you know, that, that's why I said, uh, you know, Perry, I'd love to, to get his contact information, just shoot him an email. But, uh, um, you know, with saying that right there, it's a lot of veterans, you know, on the flip side, um, you know, you can, you, can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. And, you know, right. I'll get some veterans that, you know, hey, I want to do this, I want to do this, and they'll get the offer, well, you know, uh, I'm just going to cut yards. Yeah, well, if, that, if that's what you want to do and that's going to make you happy, God bless you, brother. You know, rock on. Uh, but, you know, if, if there, there's a great opportunities and there's so many, you know, and, and again, it doesn't matter what branch. You know, we work with, um, you know, Marines, Navy, uh, Air Force, you know, Coast Guard, uh, of course, Army. And the, the, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, Michael actually said simplify and you know, hey, we're in the Marines and things like that. You know, th- those are jokes that that all of us can say to each other, and you know, we laugh. Mm-hmm. At them. You know, uh, I, I've said I've said my majority of them, but at the end of the day, you know, the Marines have a mission. Everybody, you know, the Army, the Air Force, then everybody has their own individual mission, and that's what creates our military force. What I like calling operational excellence. Everybody has a piece of the puzzle. Okay. So you know, the, everybody brings you know a different. Uh, we'll call it. You know, value to the table, but more importantly, what is that value? And you know, that is what you know. You look at their operations, like you said, uh, you know, logistics, you know, mechanical. Uh, you know, that there's there's just so many different things that uh, you know that veterans bring to the table, and there's so many great companies. Uh, you know, I've, I've definitely named one that uh, you know is around the. Uh, the Ohio area, and you know we work with companies and work with veterans, you know, clear around the uh, the United States. You know, uh, we've actually helped uh, now, veterans that are uh, that are. I have to. Please forgive me, but we could have three shows with just you, Carol, because <laughs> of how much information you have, and you know me. I say that. With all the love in the world, but 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 Eileen from yes. Hawaii, from Pacific Historic Parks, has been holding since the beginning of the show, and and I want to give her the necessary amount of time. But here's what I would like to do, because this is a huge topic. I would like to invite you back on next week, if you're okay. available. Don't, you don't have to let me know now, because I think we've yes, opened sir. up a really wonderful can of worms. And and I know that there are a lot of people looking for work, and I know that I've got a couple correspondences who probably have some questions for you, but that will take us into our final half an hour, and I want to leave okay. that spot for, for Eileen. Um, so, again, uh, tmveterans.com is your website, and uh, your name is Carol Davidson. The company is TM Veterans. And as I stated, let's have you on next week to continue this conversation because it's really uh, – it's, it's one of my favorites because right, it's all about giving them – what's that statement about not a handout but a leg up, right? Correct. You know, so, uh, a lot of veterans – But you care you know, for them, man. You, you care well, for them and you walk them through it. And you talk about wardrobe, and you talk about appearance, and these matter to corporations, to companies. Yes. Well, you know, keep in mind that one of the other things that we tell all veterans is, you know, don't look so far into the future because you're going to trip on the present opportunity. And, you know, if you really think about that, it makes a lot of sense. But, uh, you know, I'm uh, sorry I took so much time, but uh, I'm very passionate about No, about no, that. no, and, don't apologize. You know, I, I definitely want to thank uh, AMSVET for everything that you guys do for our veterans. And, uh, 
again, my deepest condolences for Joe's uh, family and, uh, you know, all of his friends and, of course, Ham's vets. And, um, you know, I will definitely shoot you a note, Perry, and uh, we can definitely go from there. But thank you so much for having me on the uh, the show. And, uh, again, just appreciate all the veterans out there and tmveterans.com. Uh, Brother, thank you so much. Always a pleasure to have you on, and uh, I will schedule a time to be on your show as well, uh, because you're right, we are two nothing. We're, we're two nothing, and I haven't been on yours yet. So, I appreciate you Great. taking the time. Thanks, Barry. All right, guys, don't. Uh, we are not going to take any break. We are going directly right now to, to Hawaii to the president and CEO of Pacific Historic Parks, Miss Eileen Uterdike. Uh, Eileen, thank you so much for your patience and for holding. Uh, but I think you might agree that, that that I could be saving the best conversation for last. Oh, that's really nice of you. Hi, Perry. How are you? I'm doing now, very you good. Have not had a chance, you, you, you haven't had a chance to listen to Ambeth's radio before. You definitely got your earful tonight. <laughs> yes. And I have to say, um, these are going to be hard acts to follow for me. Um, all the conversations are very, very interesting um, and really good conversations. Well, there, you know, again, it's all about not only informing, but educating and encouraging the show is what you see is what you get. You know, it's no frills. Uh, we laugh, we cry, we, we pray, we, we do whatever we felt led to do. Uh, your organization and what you're doing uh, fit absolutely perfect with the change in, in leadership within AMBETS. Uh, spend a few moments, talk about your organization, and then, then we can talk about Reed and what he wants to do as well. Sure. Um, again, thank you for uh, taking some time to, to talk to me. Um, and also my deepest condolences to Joe's family as well. Um, very, very sad news. Um, Pacific Historic Parks is a, a nonprofit organization at Pearl Harbor, and our mission is to remember and honor the sacrifices of our veterans and our military personnel. So that's very near and dear to us, and it's one of our main um, courses of our mission um, to make sure that people don't forget, to make sure that People always remember, no matter, you know, what armed services you're in, um, what, what you did in the military, it is serving all of us. It is protecting all of us. And the work that the men and women do needs to be honored and remembered. And so that's kind of what we um, at Pacific Historic Park like to focus on and ensure that those, um, what, what has been given by all the military personnel um, is conveyed to to the people who come visit our park and to help them understand the sacrifices that were made. How many visitors do you get per year? We can get up to about uh, 1.9 million. It's a little less this year, but wow. it, it goes between 1.7 to 1.9 million people. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of people. And it's, it's people from all over the world. And, and for us, that's even more important because it, it allows us not just to speak to Americans, but to speak to, to all, people from all nations and let them understand 
how proud we are of, of our military personnel and, and the sacrifices that happen. So I think it's a, it's a good opportunity for us to, to tell a strong message and, you know, to tell it to many people. I know that there is a restoration project that our national commander yeah. is working on. And yeah. I was hoping to have him on, but he has been just so busy transitioning himself into the new position that uh, I'm, 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 I know he'll come back on probably in the next couple of weeks to talk about it again. Uh, he mentioned it. Uh, he's mentioned it. Well, almost every time he's on, he mentions it. <laughs> oh, but in, awesome. in pretty, Thank you. no, he does. Uh, and matter of fact, next time, if you ever just have nothing else better to do with your time, go to ambetsradio.com, search for Reed Riley, and you'll see all mm-hmm. the shows. And he'll mm-hmm. always talk about the women veterans, and then he'll talk mm-hmm. about this project. And I think. Help people understand what this project is all about. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, so at Pearl Harbor, um, the Arizona Memorial is is a memorial that was built over the USS Arizona. Um, when the ship had sunk, it basically had gone to the bottom of the ocean floor, and a memorial was erected above it. Um, one of the ways to to visit the memorial and to, to honor the gentlemen who are still on board the Arizona um, in, on the ship is to actually ride a boat from the land portion of the park over to the memorial. In order to do that, um, our guests basically need to get onto a dock and what we call the shoreside dock and to ride a white boat, a Navy boat, over to the memorial. Now, this dock, the shoreside dock that we're talking about here that we're trying to uh, rebuild is a dock that is probably going on its 20, 20 plus year anniversary now. So it's a it's it's aging, and with the tides and the daily wear and tear on the dock, um, the dock is now sinking. So in some of the some of the um, chambers, um, the waves and the water that rushes up against the against the dock basically fills the chambers and and sinks the dock. So the water needs to be pumped out, and the dock is then brought back up, but you can only do this so many times, and you can only try to repair it so many times, and so one of the challenges we have is the dock is, is becoming a safety issue, so we really want to be able to um, raise funds to, uh, to match funds that the National Park Service is putting on the table and rebuild a stronger, sturdier dock, and to allow you know, people to continue to go and see the memorial. Now, Alex, I know you, you're pretty familiar with this, but uh, go ahead and chime in and uh, ask any questions or start any discussion you see fit. We've got exactly 30 minutes. Well, Perry, I mean, I thank you, and thank you so much for being on the show, ma'am. I, I really appreciate it. We tried having you on at National Convention, but there were some scheduling conflicts. And Yeah, um, no problem. But uh, now – as as we've had Reach on the show, he has mentioned before that this previous dock has been built or built with donations from AMVETS in the past, right? Um, actually, the the donations from AMVETS in the past went to build the wall on the memorial. So if you go on the, the memorial, the very back wall, it has a marble wall that lists all of the men 
1,177 men who died on the U.S. of Arizona. That is what we call the AMVETS wall, and that is a wall that AMVETS has graciously donated, and I believe it's twice now. I think it was one of the original walls that, that was fundraised for and, and the revo- or the refurbished wall that went up in 2011, I believe. So both times, AMVET has been very, very gracious and donated uh, the full amount that it cost to build that wall. Um, the wall is spectacular. It's marble. It's, uh, it's, very, um, it's very unique. And, and built very um, respectfully. Um, but, yes, this is all from Anvets and, 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 your, and your listeners. And that's absolutely amazing. Now, what got your – now, I'm assuming there's got to be an amazing passion for our nation's veterans and for history to be within yeah. an organization like the Pacific Parks Service. And so can you tell us a little bit about that, what got you so enticed into this position? Um, actually, my background is my father was in the Army, so um, I, I've never actually served in, in the Armed Forces, but uh, my family has. Um, we have lived base-to-base, and, uh, you know, we, we've had uh, our friends and how we grew up. It was all around the military. Um, I think because of that, we have a great respect. I have a great respect for the military and the armed services. Um, I don't sometimes don't think people understand um, the challenging life that families and the military personnel have um, moving base to base and living overseas and moving every so many years, um, and it's difficult. Um, but on the other hand, I, as a, as a military dependent, I, I really enjoyed that part of my life because I think it, it gave me an opportunity to meet so many different people with so many different passions, and yet all of them were very passionate about being in the military. They, they liked it. They were very um, honored by it. Um, I think that and, and knowing a lot of those people and, and the variety of people that I've met, it kind of endears you to it, and you, you get an understanding of not only the, the good things about being in the military, but the hardships and, and the challenges that people face. And so um, for me, I think it's, this is my way of, of giving back and to ensuring that, you know, all the sacrifices, whether it was by death or by um, injury or, you know, just honoring people who served um, in any capacity in the armed service, this is my way, I think, of giving back to them and to ensure that uh, their legacy is honored. And it's absolutely a great legacy. And I'm sure as many people understand, I mean, it must be hard for the families to not have their loved ones come back home. Speaking specifically of those entombed inside the USS Arizona, how many of those families actually come out to the park service to visit their loved ones and relatives? You know, I think as the years go by, um, I think fewer and fewer do. We, we always do have those special requests where families are in town. One, is it's expensive um, to come all the way out to Hawaii. Um, some of the families are from the East Coast, so it's a, it's a long trek. Um, I think also as the years go by, um, you know, we're 
sadly losing more and more of our survivors. Uh, we do have a, a handful who are still surviving, and their families do come to visit. Um, we have a few survivors who come to the park uh, maybe once or twice a week. Um, they spend time with visitors. They tell their stories, and they're, it's, it's interesting to watch them and watch um, how they tell their stories and how they remember um, what happened on that day or, or what they saw or what, what they went through for the years after that. They're, they're intriguing people. They're intriguing stories. And I think it's an honor for all of us when we sit there and we listen to the stories. You can listen to it over and over again. And, and these gentlemen are just, they're fabulous. They're, they're entertaining. They're, um, the, they're vivid in their memories of, of certain pieces of what they saw and what they, what they went through. So it's a, uh, between between the families and the actual survivors as well who come visit us, it's it's a very um, it's a very educational and um, enlightening experience. And, and as it should be, I mean, you know, and and I can't help but reminisce where you said that it, it, they're very vivid in their memories. I think we are getting to a point where our, our nation we don't really. You're having fewer and fewer people who actually remember the effects that Pearl Harbor had on our country, which Pearl Harbor was very comparable to what had happened on 9-11 in our modern era. I mean, you know, this was a Absolutely. unprecedented attack on American soil. And the, the fact that people come out to remember that still today is a testament to the sacrifice of those that had given their lives on that day. Absolutely. And you know what? It, it behooves all of us to ensure that people don't forget. And I think that's kind of some of the motivation that Pacific Historic Parks has is that it's kind of our responsibility to make sure that the story is told, that that what happened on that day is not forgotten. And the path that it took um, the United States after that, you know, we honor that and we, we remember it. But it's also, I think, an opportunity for us to talk about peace. Uh, it's about an opportunity to talk about reconciliation, um, how to learn to live with each other and live with different um, countries and different peoples, um, and to not put ourselves in a position to lose that many lives um, over conflicts like this. There's got to be better ways for us to resolve conflicts without, without going to war. Um, but I think all of that, you know, is, is part of what we tell and part of what we try to pass on to visitors to, to make sure that, you know, the whole story, which includes reconciliation and peace, is told. Definitely. Now, it, do you also in, in t- um, at your parks uh, teach about the path that it took as well as, like, the internment camps and everything that went along with that? Um, we do a little bit. Yes, we do. Um, in, in our museum, we have a little bit of information on that. Um, I, I think most of Pearl Harbor is, is focused on the attack on that day, um, but connected to our park is, is another internment park, um, what we call Honolulu, and it's also located um, in Hawaii. So we're able to tell the story of the internment and what happened um, from that perspective and through that part. But yes, for us, it's, it's basically connected. It's all part of World War II. And so it's part of the story. 
And I want I'm, to I'm um, open up some of the phone lines, Alex. Um, Go ahead. See if either Dan or Vanessa, uh, and actually even Carol is still on. Um, so let me uh, hold on one second. Let me go ahead and uh, Vanessa, are you there? Hey Perry, I'm here. Wonderful, good. Hold on one second. Dan, are you there, sir? Dan. Mr. Coob. Wonderful. Yes, and hold on, Carol. Are are you still listening, Carol? Yes, Perry. I'm still here. Does it, okay, does any of you have any questions or comments to, with Eileen in regards to the Pacific Historic Parts? Feel free to just chime in. Well, well I, I was, get some information. Go ahead. Well, I was I was uh, I transferred here from Hawaii over to Tennessee. That's where I was in the Postal Service, and I was stationed on Fort Island. And and Eileen, you probably know Fort Island. Yes, I do. And and when when I was stationed in Fort Island, I went walking around the island, and there's actually two other ships that are sunk that still have uh, 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 the uh, service members' bodies in in those ships. That is that is correct. The USS Utah and the USS Oklahoma. And so, and, and I talked to you over at the National Convention. And I believe I bought a coin from you, or I bought, I bought a couple things from, from you. And, and you're doing a fine job of what what your mission is. Thank you. And Hawaii has it has a deep meaning for me. It's a very nice place to live. It's a, it is an island, but um, it's unique in its, its culture. It's unique in the individuals who live here and the military and how we intertwine. Um, but the the park itself is, you know, it's it's something that's very memorable to see. Um, it's it's a little difficult to go to the USS Utah and the USS Oklahoma. Um, there are um, programs that we are trying to create that will allow visitors to see them, to see those those memorials as well. Um, and it's it's a work in progress. I think uh, that's kind of another goal of ours is to be able to open that up to visitors and to be able to tell interpretive stories about it. Um, so yes, you're you're correct. There are three ships. And I always wondered why they didn't honor those ships when they honored the uh, USS Arizona. And why can't they have something at the USS Arizona Memorial commemorating those other two ships that still have the service members interred in there? And that's actually a really good question. Um, The National Park Service... um, is striving to do something along that lines and then to ensure that the, that the other two ships are also recognized. Um, and more of the interpretation is provided for that. Um, it, it's still a work in progress, unfortunately. Uh, I think a lot of focus has been on the Arizona and the memorial itself. Um, but we're not done. We're, we're, we're going to make it happen uh, in, in partnership with them. Um, it is our intention to try to uh, ensure that happens, ensure that the story uh, is told. So uh, I think it's a, it's a homework assignment for us that, that we're, we're going to continue to try to work on. But you're absolutely right. 
Well, that's great. I like I like to see that happen. And I was a mailman over there. I, I went to a Papa Kalea was where my first stop was. And my first stop was actually, I went to the Punchbowl Cemetery. And a lot of people don't know that the only non-military person to be buried at Punchbowl Cemetery is Ernie Pyle. Did you did you know that, Eileen? I actually did not know that. So that that's even I learned something <laughs> every day. But no, I did not know that. He was a correspondent, and he was mostly with the Stars and Stripes. And mm-hmm. he retired from Germany, and he said he told his wife he had to do more, and so he went to the Pacific, and he he um, looked out of a foxhole, and the Japanese shot him in the head. Oh wow. Wow, there's a lot but to learn. What, I think that. Yeah, but what, but, 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 but what you all do is awesome, and I love your organization, and I'll always support it. Thank you, Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. So yeah, our so our short side doc is, is you know it's so pivotal. It's it's um it's it's a key uh cornerstone for us to ensuring that at least the Arizona story can continue. So um, for us, it's a, it's a project that we are, we are going to um, pursue and we are going to ensure happens one way or another. Um, you know, the fundraising of, of funds to help us do this is, is vital to ensuring that that happens. And of course, the safety of our guests. So um, yeah, we, we'll, we'll make sure that happens. Um, and we're also going to make sure that, uh, you know, the story of the Utah and Oklahoma is told. Great. And uh, one of these days, I'm going to go back to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, are you on? I'm, I'm here, Alex. Do Thanks. you have any questions for our guest? Well, Dan kind of already covered it so uh i just think that eileen and her crew there is doing an awesome job and want to thank her thank you carol are you there i am do you have any questions for eileen while we have her on yes um uh well number one eileen i've got a really close friend of mine that uh his name is todd that uh served in the navy and I know that he was over there a couple of years ago, and we had a long conversation about, uh, you know, the, the parks and uh, all that stuff. And, you know, it, it, it really hit home for him, and he was very, uh, you know, honored and, you know, saw the, we'll call it the past history and everything else. So uh, great job on that. But um, I may have missed it. Uh, I stepped away just for a second, but uh, – how would somebody look up uh, information as far as uh, the parks over there? Um, to find information about the park, um, you can do it in a number of ways. You can look it, look it up through the National Park Service. Uh, they have a website where they post a lot of information with respect to um, the park itself, the activities as far as the history of the park. Um, you can also look it up under our website, and that's Pacific Historic Parks.org. Um, and on our website, we have uh, we have pictures, we have stories, 
Um, we are about to launch our oral history section of our, our website, um, which will give us, you know, give people who go there um, an opportunity to listen to oral histories from survivors. Um, there are many, many oral histories out there. Um, some that we've taken, some that the National Park Service have collected, and there are other organizations who have collected oral histories as well. And, and really, it's a it's a great opportunity for people to hear from the survivors the stories that they remember as they remember it. So um, we're really excited to be able to launch that shortly, and and I think that will that will further enhance you know. Um, uh, more questions and also, you know, an understanding of what what these gentlemen went through. Um, so we're really excited about that. But the websites are definitely um, one way to to get this information and to come learn about us. Um, we do have a Facebook page, a Twitter page. You know, we have all our social media out there. We try to post um, information. Um, the the December 7th, 1941, we just separate, um, celebrated our 75th anniversary about two years ago. And that, that's what we're calling like the beginning of the war. Um, and so the parks, um, we're, we're connected to the Missouri who's on Fort Island right now. And um, they'll be celebrating the 75th anniversary of the ending of, of the war. So it's a very unique environment where the, the story is more than just December 7th. Um, a lot more can be learned and uh, experienced through that. Um, but one of the starting points is to go through our website. Um, obviously, you can always mail us questions. You can always reach out to us by phone. Um, we have a, I have a whole crew here who uh, answers phones. We answer questions. We um, talk to the, our National Park Service partners. Uh, and we get information that way. So there's many ways to talk to us and to communicate and, you know, ask questions. And, and you know, we, we try to do our best we can to get you whatever answers that uh, that those may entail. Well, I'll basically uh, reiterate what everybody said was thank you to uh, you and your crew, uh, not only from a veteran's uh, standpoint, but also families of loved ones that uh, that uh, had basically uh veteran family members that uh that went through you know the different things over there so uh again great job and uh it's been uh fantastic listening to uh to you story thank you thank you very much now eileen i do have one question for you when you were at national convention you had these wonderful yes. pins wonderful bracelets wonderful coins and stuff that were going to fund the projects that you guys have at pacific course Pacific Historic Parks. Now, do you yes. sell those online as well? Where can people go to either donate or purchase some of those items? Um, you can go online. Uh, on our webpage, it'll take you to a donation page, um, and that link will uh, allow you to make donations. Um, I don't know if we actually have our items on there, but, you know, that's a really good idea. So I will talk to my web team, and um, I think we'll put it up there. That's actually a really good idea, um, and we'll do that. We'll do I, I noticed how you know popular they were at the convention, and you know I'd hate for you guys to have to travel all the way to Orlando, Florida, just to make some you know sales with some of those items to give back to the projects that you have going on. So I wanted to make sure that our listeners knew that they were available if they were. So, yeah, thank you. That's um, a great 
Yeah. No problem. And we fully support what you guys are doing over there at Pacific Historic Parks. And we just hope that you guys keep up the good work. And if you have any questions from us, as Perry always says, you're a friend of the show. But I'm going to turn it back over to Perry and see what he has got going on. Thank you. And I'm wondering. I am. Yes, I am here. And we've got seven minutes on our show left. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, here's the thing. I'm 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 47 years old, and I think the most intriguing thing about this conversation for me, and I think her point about keeping the memory alive, is really important because she's right. As each year goes on, you know, we the things become smaller and smaller, uh, and 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 I, I I can even think of, for example, the Holocaust, which was a, a very historic event. And yet to this day, uh, people deny that it ever happened, and, and there's a lot of facts that have been misplaced. And I think with this, with this location, where it is, and what you guys do, you are going to keep it alive, especially for those, for the grandkids and stuff, who, who are so little right now, they don't even know. But when they get older, they are going to want to know. They're going to read about it. They're going to hear about Pearl Harbor. And... And, you know, obviously you guys have a huge responsibility to to keep it going. And I think without the passion of the organization, um, I mean, let's just for discussion purposes say, if you guys didn't exist, what would be keeping it alive? So I think that's that's a great point. I mean, that's a point that we talk about all the time. You know, if, if we if we stop talking about our past, you know, do, do we run the risk of repeating it? Um, do we all have a responsibility in trying to make a difference in in all of our lives? You know, and and the reality is, you can only make a difference to to a circle of people around you. And and hopefully, you know, when you have opportunities like this, you can reach more. Um, but I think it is our responsibility um, to, to remember that and to to learn what happened and be able to guide um, our future generations so that we don't make the same mistakes we do in the past. And so, yeah, I think I think um, we're honored to do it. Um, we, we're going to continue this message, but you know, we encourage others to also do that and, and to to learn the history and to be able to speak of it and to to learn peace and reconciliation. I think that's that's just key key things in life that we do we do need to learn and perpetuate. Boy, you know, there's nothing like talking on mute. <laughs> you know, you would think after 77 shows, in addition to another 12 radio shows that had at least 50 or 70 shows each, I would not forget that I mute myself so that any background noise on my part doesn't seek through, but then I forget to, to put it back on. Um, we've got a, a few minutes left here. Uh, does anybody have any other comments or questions before we we end Ambex Radio? Well, Perry? Yes. Okay. 
Um, in, in the meantime, I, I went on online and I took a look. And on the Pacific Historic Parks online store, the Pearl Harbor collection has um, T-shirts, hats, books, DVDs, accessories, posters and prints, postcards, drinkware, stationery, educational toys, commemorative coins and magnets, all available online for purchase. Oh, you're, you're, you're welcome. Good job, Vanessa. <laughs> that, that's why God brought you here. You know that. I've told you that. Yeah. So it's a it's a nice a nice collection, and then you can um, also choose by park. So Pearl Harbor collection is not the only collection you can select from. So there you have it. But thank you again, Arlene. Well, one thing's for sure is we have touched a lot on history, which is important. And and as, as Alex mentioned, Eileen, if you ever have any announcement, I mean, obviously, um, getting a hold of us is not hard. Um, you have got an amazing employee who helps you, who would not let me go. Shandra just kept <laughs> replying and replying. I said, great, because, you know, it, it's hard to get some people to talk and to get them locked in on the show and just uh, let her know that I very much appreciate all her efforts. And if you guys have any announcements or anything, uh, please just, just have this, have them shoot me an email and I can get you on the following Tuesday uh, for that announcement. And I do know also that uh, we will have reach back on again, and I know he's going to want to talk about it. So was there any other topics which you did not cover that you just thought of? Eileen, which you wanted to mention, we've got about seven or seventy seconds left, a little over a minute. Um, no, I'm just we're we're looking forward to um, working with um, Ambet and uh, Commander Riley. Um, this is near and dear to us, but uh, we, we do know it's also near and dear to you guys too. So um, it's a partnership for us that is very important, and so we thank you for the time that you've given us to be on the radio. And, um, you know, we're, we're also here for you guys. So if there's anything that we can do for you, you know, please feel free to reach out to us. Spread the word. Spread the word. And if you guys have an advertising budget, just so you know, if there's anything, if you guys have any commercials or anything, we've got spots open in between guests for $20 a spot, and we run four shows a month. So just keep that oh, in mind. Oh, wonderful. Yes, definitely. Will. We appreciate you. We appreciate you being on, and just so anybody who happens to be listening, this show has been brought to you by donations from AMBETS California, AMBETS Arkansas, AMBETS Department of Tennessee, uh, Post 45 in Tennessee, the Jerry Reed Music City, AMBETS Post 1776 Nashville, the Elks Lodge 1944, Tri-Cities Military Affairs Council, Veterans Web Design, and of course, Painter's Dream Productions. We will see you guys next Tuesday for AMBETS Radio Show number 78. And as I always say, I never say goodbye. I say until next time, and may the Lord continue to bless and guide you. Thank you so much for listening to AMBETS Radio. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.